We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, done that. In a world driven by technology and academic excellence, it's so very easy to overlook the significance of art and music education for our children. So often we are hyper-focused on the three R's. We want our kids to be strong readers. We want them to excel in math and we want to make sure we're hitting the STEM subjects so that they get into a great college or career. It's a sad reality that fine arts is one of the first subjects to get dropped whenever our homeschool schedules get totally out of whack. We might also be balancing multiple students or we're bogged down with outside classes, extracurriculars. It's just so easy to push art and music to the back burner. Or maybe you're not particularly artsy or your kid's not. And you wonder if this even matters. But it does matter. No matter what style homeschool you use, art and music can be woven into your school year. The study of great works of art the listening to uplifting pieces of music, and the freedom to be creative in any subject can enrich and expand what we already offer to our children. Introducing art and music might even make you fall in love with these subjects and possibly inspire you to get creative. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of art and music to your children and give you some ideas of how you can incorporate these valuable subjects into your own homeschool. And as usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. How's it going? It's good. I'm flying high from my big tennis win this weekend. (gasps) Yeah, I heard you won your match. I know. It was my first USTA match of the season, and I beat a 27-year-old fit tennis instructor. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? (laughs) I'm feeling pretty empowered about that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you totally rocked it out of the park there. Yeah. What do you got going on? Not much. I had a mammogram yesterday, so. Oh, good. Um, Everybody needs to get their mammogram. Well, yes, that's our thing for today. We'll tell everybody to make sure you get the girls checked out. And you know, I was really excited too, because I had filled out my forms online. And she was like, okay, I just have one more form for you to fill out. And then she's like, Oh, wait, you're super young. So you have to fill out this one too. And I was like, <laughs> I am. Thank you. I'm 49. Like nobody's <laughs> called me young in a while. Um, but it was just to make sure I wasn't pregnant. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That was a big no. That boat has sailed. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yep. No, thank goodness. But it was was nice to be young for the day, as it probably was for you when you won your tennis match. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So yeah, so now this week, I've been making a list in preparation for this podcast of some museums that I wanted to go to here in DFW, because, you know, I love art museums. Last year, we did a whole big teen art thing at the DMA downtown, well, they did it, that followed along with the AP art history class that's on Khan Academy. Those which workshops really are really cool. The docent was great. Oh my gosh, they were really cool. So I missed the last few. And so I've been kind of filling in. And then I knew that there were a couple other museums here in town that I wanted to see. So I went on a quest for art museums in town. And there are so many. Yeah, there like, are. Like, we know the big ones, like the DMA and the Nasher and, you know, the Crow Museum and the Kimball and, like, all of those. Yeah, but... and in Fort Worth, they have the Sid Richardson and some others. Oh, my gosh, so many. Yeah. Eamon Carter, the yeah. Modern. Um, So I found a couple new ones, so I, we were trying to check them out, and we went to one last week that was so fantastic. It was so cool. 
it's over by North Park Mall. It's got all these sculptures. I passed it like a million times and I was like, I just need to go check it out. Full of Mary Cassatt, Chagall. Really? Another super famous artist that I can't think of the name of. But all of those I would have thought were in the DMA downtown. But also then we go in this room with the kids. There were all these different spaces. They do a, a lot of events there and it's really cool. But we went in this one room and there's all these Thomas Kincaid paintings. Really? I haven't seen anything from Thomas Kincaid since the 80s. Well, and I don't he think I've ever so seen him in a back then. museum. Maybe at like Kirkland's Yeah, at the yeah. mall. It was That's... really weird. But it, I guess it was a thing about lighting and more abstract art. But there was this giant mural, huge life-size mural that went along the wall. And the pictures on it were so realistic, the painted people. And it was a biblical scene. But the Jesus looked just like Jared Leto, <laughs> but like really realistic in this painting. It was really funny. We all like stood in there and kind of laughed about this forever. And then when it, one of my friends on Facebook was like, hey, that's hanging in my church. And I was like, well, has everybody talked about how Jesus looks like Jared Leto? I don't know. <laughs> she was like, I've, I've never heard that. And then I was like, oh, I hope that wasn't sacrilegious. But it, yeah, it might have been. It might have been. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we have a great episode ahead talking about fine arts. Yeah, so that's a yeah. great lead in. Yep. We weren't, we're not going to talk about Jared Leto today. We already did. But <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about art because a lot of people may not understand or see the importance of art and music, especially for children and small children. They might think it's boring or a waste of time or that it's meant for more mature students. And we already know it's one of the first things that schools cut in a budget crisis. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. But these creative disciplines play a vital role in shaping young minds, fostering holistic development and nurturing skills that exist far beyond the canvas or the stage. And it's never too early to expose young children to the arts. Oh, never. My poor third baby was born into a family on the go, and she probably attended more live shows and museums as an infant than many adults do in their like entire lives. <laughs> oh, yeah, my youngest did too. <laughs> she was always just along for the ride. But remember that like with many aspects of the homeschooling lifestyle, we're not going for like a complete educational immersement every single time. Sometimes it's just about exposure. You never know what's going to stick with a child later on. So just exposing them to these things is education in itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the first question for today is why is art and music study for children so important? Well, art and music education has been proven to stimulate various cognitive functions, enhancing a child's ability to think critically and problem solve. When children engage in artistic or musical activities, they learn to analyze complex patterns and they use their imagination. These skills not only benefit their academic pursuits, but also prepare them for real life challenges. Right, and art and music provide a safe and expressive outlet for children to convey emotions and feelings, whether through painting or maybe playing an instrument, singing. All of these creative forms allow kids to explore and articulate their innermost thoughts. And this emotional release can be particularly beneficial for children who find it challenging to express themselves verbally. So true. Nurturing creativity is crucial in today's rapidly changing world. Art and music encourage kids really to think outside the box and explore new possibilities and develop innovative problem-solving skills. And these disciplines foster a mindset that values the uniqueness and diversity, which is essential for success in long term. 
Right. Learning an instrument or creating a piece of art, it's going to require dedication, practice, patience. These are all great skills. And these disciplines teach children the value of hard work and perseverance and time management. We all know that if we ever had to practice piano 30 minutes a day. (laughs) As they strive to master their craft, they continue to develop these essential life skills that serve them well, really, in any endeavor. Art and music are powerful tools for introducing kids to different cultures and traditions. Exposure to diverse artistic expressions and musical styles helps to broaden their horizons and fosters a sense of empathy and respect for others and other cultures. And this cultural awareness is invaluable in promoting tolerance and just to teach them how to be a global citizen. Yeah, it's so important. We're always striving to kind of find that, and art's a great way to do it. Engaging in artistic and musical activities also encourages effective communication. So whether you're collaborating on a group project or giving a presentation, maybe performing in front of an audience, children are going to develop the ability to convey their thoughts and ideas with confidence and clarity. Engaging in these activities can reduce stress and anxiety in children. The act of creating something beautiful or playing soothing music can have a calming effect, and it promotes emotional resilience and mental well-being. So if you want to give your kids a well-rounded education, art and music study for children is just as important as mathematics, science, or language. These creative disciplines foster so much development and growth. It fosters emotional expression, creativity, and a host of other skills that are going to prepare kids for success in an increasingly complex world. Oh my gosh, that's so true. So let's prioritize the arts and music in our kids' education. We need to recognize that they're not just extracurricular activities, but essential components of a holistic learning experience. And by doing so, we empower the next generation to become individuals who can contribute positively to society and find fulfillment in their own unique ways. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. We really would. We've been getting some great feedback, so keep it coming. So what are some favorite ways of incorporating music into your homeschool? You know, this is one of my favorite topics. Incorporating music into your homeschool curriculum can be a fun and enriching experience for your kids. Like we mentioned earlier, music not only enhances their creativity, but also offers so many educational benefits. And through the years, we've done a variety of things to bring music into our home. This can even start before your child is born. Singing and playing music to your baby helps develop a deeper connection with them. I still sing to my kids all the time. I bet they love that. (laughs) I literally have songs that I sing to them when they wake up. I still do that. Mm -hmm. The good morning song. The good morning song. (laughs) When they were younger, uh, getting into your car seat song. And when it's time to eat dinner, we have the getting ready to eat dinner song. Okay, I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) When we weren't singing, my young toddlers were playing instruments. We had the lap harp to maracas to drums. We also had these really cool silver toy instruments. We had a saxophone and a clarinet that had colorful keys. Uh that came with very simple sheet music and they learned how to play these songs from a very young age both my kids love music but one of them has chosen to pursue music professionally and I've mentioned before that I made an entire year curriculum around music for him in middle school 
and his year-end final project was building his own guitar so we kept so it cool. going one day i'm going to put that together for other people to use oh you should it really was a fun year it was so cool to watch i yeah. liked seeing all your pictures from that so there's a lot of ways that you can incorporate music into your life. You know, start by just introducing your children to a wide range of musical genres. Listen to classical music, jazz, pop, folk, world music. Discuss the differences in style, the different kinds of instruments that you hear, and the emotions evoked by each genre. Yeah, this is so easy to do. We always had music playing in the house or car while we were driving. And don't be afraid to reach outside of your own comfort zone to introduce different types of music that you may not typically listen to. There's a good chance that your child has different tastes in music, so expose them to all kinds of genres. Right, right. We also chose to explore the works of famous composers and musicians like pretty early. You can find all kinds of fun picture books at the library about your favorite musicians. And we loved the Beethoven wig CDs. I still have them. Those are so good. Yeah, they're so awesome. They're classical music or older music set with lyrics that are pretty catchy. They're very memorable. They're hilarious. And I I really like being at the symphony with my kids and one of them would be like, oh, I know the words to this <laughs> like they're like they're actually the there's words no to words. it there's no words but they are really funny and um it has also helped me in trivia before oh that's good yeah <laughs> well you also want to consider offering your kids the opportunity to learn to play musical instruments and this doesn't have to be expensive you can choose to do private lessons but there's also a lot of online lessons that are very affordable like out school or you can do lessons on dvds you can get those from your library mm -hmm. Instruments like the piano, guitar, violin, or even the recorder are good choices for beginners. Before my kids started lessons in piano and guitar, they played tin whistle in an Irish music camp. Oh yeah, we love that camp. It's always a great place where they allow kids to try out a lot of different instruments and see if they like them. It's that was a, lot a of fun, fun camp. Yeah. We also always had a big basket of musical instruments at our house. I just recently got rid of it. I gave it to a preschool. Um, but I, it had everything in it. Castanets, these little like shaky eggs, drums, harmonicas, triangles. It was mostly percussion stuff, but we also had guitars, ukuleles, accordions in there. <laughs> I remember our music basket was always really popular when we had played dates at our house um one day like a neighbor came over we had just met him and he was ho a homeschooled neighbor and uh, he grabbed our accordion and just started playing away and we were all like wow where did you learn to play that and he was like um I read the instruction book <laughs> like it came with it like we had never done that I had just kind of chucked it in the basket and let people such play a homeschooler it. thing to do total homeschooler right <laughs> I also my son Jack really wanted a violin for Christmas the year he was three. Everywhere we went, everybody would ask him, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? Thinking he's going to say like this, you know, like a matchbox super car soaker or something, or something you know, you'll shoot your eye out. But no, he told everybody that he wanted a violin. He was three, so I wasn't going to get him a, a real violin, but I got him this one that looked like one and it played music. It had metal strings and when you touch them together, it would play music. That is actually still at my house. It was so cute. But later on, uh, he did get a real violin, and my kids played piano and violin, and then they eventually transitioned into Irish fiddle, which is what everybody continues to play. 
Yeah, and singing is also another great way to incorporate music into your homeschool. Like I mentioned earlier, it can be a wonderful way to bring music into your home, encourage your kids to sing along with their favorite song or learn new songs. Singing helps develop pitch, rhythm, and language skills, and you can incorporate singing into your daily routines, such as singing a good morning song like I do or <laughs> singing during chores. Singing also can help teach reading. Karaoke was one of the ways that I taught my youngest how to read. Put a karaoke song on YouTube and give them a microphone and reading instruction is done for the day. Oh my gosh, brilliant. And we also just loved coming to your house for karaoke parties. I already (laughs) knew how to read, but (laughs) it was still a lot of fun. Well, when you read some of those songs, especially the gangster rap, you realize what the words really say. Oh, right. I was like, like, oh, "Oh, that's not what I thought those were. Didn't mean to put that on the TV, kids. Sorry. That's so funny. (laughs) So funny. I watched this guy on TikTok that he listens to old songs that he'd never actually thought about the words to. And so it's just him. Like, you're watching him on camera. Like, the song goes on. He's like, oh, this is a good beat. And then he's like, oh, oh. (laughs) And it's so funny to watch. He's hilarious. But anyway, uh, back to music. We took a couple classes when the kids were really little. We started with kinder music and then music together. I don't know if you guys ever did those. We did. We did one through the rec center, actually. They were such great programs. They're like national, possibly international programs for uh, young kids. They're kind of mommy and me classes, and they help introduce kids to music. And I mostly like signed up for these for my toddler to do, but my baby liked them so much. She would bounce and sing. And so we did these for a long time. Yeah, it really has been proven time and time again how cognitively it develops babies when they're around music and hear their mother sing. Uh, Also, you can teach the basics of music theory, like reading sheet music and understanding notes and rhythms and scales. There are so many resources for all age groups and skill levels. You really don't have to be musical yourself to teach this. I will link some of the great resources in our show notes. We're going to have a whole list of all kinds of things that we're going to reference in our show notes. Yeah. You can also teach music from the aspect of the history of music, um, including different periods like Baroque, classical, romantic, contemporary. Learn about all the famous composers and musicians and their life stories and the cultural context of their work. Yeah, I did music composer unit studies. I'll link those books, but they're so cool for especially even younger kids. Elementary school kids love them and they love to learn about those composers. Yeah, we have a book called The Story of the Orchestra and it kind of goes through the different classical periods and it comes with a CD that you can, I'm sure it's an MP3 nowadays, but yeah, um, it's, I've had it for a while. But Probably yeah, scan the QR code right? and like play it on your phone. And go like that. But it's really cool because you can, you know, read about it and then you can listen to, you know, just a excerpt of a song and it's great. Yeah. You can also dedicate a space in your home for music, musical instruments, a music stand, music note posters, a whiteboard for composing, and a collection of music books like those. Right. Like that's how I had my kind of music basket that I talked about earlier. But also later on when my kids got real violins, it was funny because that violin that Jack wanted for Christmas back when he was three became Jillian's and it was so funny Jane would get really mad because she would go in to practice her violin and she would open her case up and her violin was gone but Jillian had put the little the baby the baby violin in the thing she'd be like mom she's putting her violin away in my violin case again it was really hilarious (laughs) 
You can also incorporate music into other subjects. I mentioned earlier how I use karaoke for teaching reading, and you can also use songs to teach math concepts like memorizing multiplication tables or using historical songs to learn about different time periods. We yeah. love to do that. Oh, it's fun. You can use music to enhance language arts by analyzing song lyrics or creating poetry. And then speaking of history, like Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. That's a great history primer you can go through. I still use that for trivia. You can use that to My go through the decades. My kids love that song. My daughter prides herself on knowing every single word. I she love sings. it. And how many of our kids can tell you about the American Revolution because of the Hamilton Broadway show and soundtrack? <laughs> right, right. Field trips and concerts. You can attend local music concerts, performances, musical theater productions. You and I have done this a lot. There were mm-hmm. We love to do those summer concerts. We would pack up the kids and a oh, picnic yeah. dinner. Picnic and basket and a little glass of wine, and we are good yeah, to go all night head long. head out there. And there's also a lot of symphony performances that are catered to kids and families, which is a lot of fun. We're actually performing at one in October. Oh, Just- yeah, definitely. My kids love the ones that had Star Wars and other recognizable movie scores. Oh, yeah. We've also done an instrument petting zoo where you can try out instruments. And there's also a lot of great museums and historical sites dedicated to celebrating music. We've been to Sun Studios where Elvis and so many other famous musicians recorded the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You've been to the Grand Ole Opry. And there's the Banjo Museum um, up in Oklahoma. Oh, fun. There's also, you know, the Country Music Museum in Nashville. And there's a Bluegrass Museums. And we went to two soul museums that were in Memphis. There are so many. Yeah, we stumbled on a Motown exhibit when we were visiting, like, LBJ's Presidential Library down in Austin. It was oh, cool. the entire basement. It was the coolest exhibit that we'd ever seen. But, you know, we love museums. We talk about that all the time. I just went to the Country Music Hall of Fame this summer in Nashville. Oh, yeah, that's and- Right. And we've done Graceland before. And um, I saw in St. Louis last time I was there that there's like a Scott Joplin Museum. Oh, ragtime. I, I know. It. I know. I was like, oh, Cameron probably would love this one. So I'll have to go and visit it and let you know if it's worth a trip. Yeah. Okay, so you can also organize music-related challenges or projects. For instance, have your children compose their own songs or research a specific musical era and present their findings. You can have your kids create music with a specific theme. I love to have them do this right before a big road trip. And then we got their playlist. That's a great idea. We went to a bar last week for a football game the spectrum and their ESPN kerfuffle but they had music bingo they would play a song like an audio clue and if you knew it you marked it off your list it was mostly like 80s music so John and I of course knew most of the songs but Jillian won two rounds <laughs> I love music bingo We've it was done so it much fun yeah, that's a lot of fun there are also numerous online resources apps educational platforms that offer music lessons like you had mentioned interactive activities quizzes you can take advantage of all of these resources to just enhance your music curriculum there's just so much out there yeah we're gonna have so many things listed on our website so much stuff You can also encourage your children to collaborate with each other or with friends. When my kids were really young, I had them each sing Christmas songs, and I recorded them and burned a CD as a Christmas present for the grandparents. I love listening to their little voices. So cherished. so cute. I just remember, too, one year you and I took all the kids to one of those drive-through Christmas light things, remember? And, like, we sat around forever in the line for it. But I had these car... 
Christmas Carol like sheets like a pack yeah they were like they were you would harmonize like this book put it together where like the way back had certain lyrics the middle row had certain it was like made for car (laughs) but it was like a Christmas Carol car thing and it was hilarious we were stuck in that line forever I had to go to the bathroom I remember I was miserable you were we were in line for like an hour and a half but it was a really cute Christmas exhibit it was cool and the point was we sang a lot of songs we did but I had to go to the bathroom But yeah, so I mean, we didn't that day, but we could have formed a band. Kids can write songs together. They can create musical performances for a homeschool co-op or groups. There's even lots of homeschool options for music. Uh, There's in our area, at least, there's a homeschool marching band. There's an orchestra and other kinds of bands. Yeah, Letha's done a really good job with the homeschool band up in McKinney. So there's a lot of options in the area. And, you know, and if you don't have something in your area, form it yourself. Form it yourself. If you build it, they will come. Yeah, and my son has formed several bands over the years. He was in School of Rock for, I don't know, maybe about four or five years. And he formed his own bands with a lot of the kids that he met there. He also does open mic nights and he loves to perform. And you don't even have to perform. You could go to something like this and listen to the music and support local artists. Yeah. There's this little girl that goes there. She's probably about eight years old and she sings and her dad plays guitar. Oh, and how cute. It's a really special dad and daughter night once a week. They're such a nice little family. Oh, I love that. You know, my kids played with a local Irish music school for years and years. They played in um, session bands and they played at festivals and concerts but also Irish musicians tend to meet like at local pubs and just do session music you can just bring your instrument and play along and it's it's a lot of fun because they all know the same songs my kids also competed at Irish dance competitions in a music category which was a lot of fun we did that for years um, and then we have friends whose kids continue to play music like one of our friends kids busks at a local art show like, every weekend like she plays the harp and makes her spending money that way yeah I love that my son loves to busk the last time we were at the beach he made twenty dollars in 10 minutes he's like oh i'm rich unfortunately it's not legal in every city so you really have to know the rules about that don't get your kid arrested you guys yeah we can't do that here but there's some places south of dallas that he wants me to take him to and we did it in austin you can do it in austin yeah Uh, remember that the goal is to make music an enjoyable part of your life encourage creativity and exploration and allow your kids to pursue their musical interests and passions right incorporate Incorporating music into your homeschool routine not only enriches your child's education, but it provides them with a lifelong appreciation for the art of music. Like, I don't know that my kids appreciate a road trip, which is really like a four-hour concert starring me, (laughs) but... Maybe they will when they're older. And whether they become musicians or they simply enjoy listening to music, the skills and knowledge that is gained from a musical education can have a lasting impact on their lives. Well, you say that, but you know, I keep a microphone in my glove box. I have a microphone in my glove box, too. You do? I do. I it's do actually, my, it's fake. Like, I cut it off. Well, but, I, like, mine I'll pull is it fake. Out. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll pull it out. We should, are you when, serious? We're, when we're driving next to each other, we should Oh my gosh, you guys have a riff off. Clearly, we were meant to make a podcast <laughs> together. <laughs> Oh my gosh, but yeah, when that song comes on, I tear that thing out of that glove box and I, like the people next to me can hear me outside the car when the windows are closed. Yeah, you know, this wasn't originally in our episode, but we're going to tell you guys all to go get yourself a microphone and keep it in your car. In the glove box. Right now. It will embarrass your children and it will be lovely. Yeah, but they will love it and they will do it to their own children. It's a (laughs) gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) So funny. 
We will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website. So be sure to check that out after you listen. I'm going to have some great free resources for this episode. So sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss out. So let's move on to art. What are some favorite ways to incorporate art into your homeschool? Well, this is also a subject that I can get really excited about. And I know you can too. Yes. Not so much like I don't carry a paintbrush in my glove box <laughs> but we have done a lot of art things with you through the years oh yeah definitely a good time. We I love, love art. to do art with my kids it has brought so much into our lives over the last 20 years I've organized two long running art co-ops mm-hmm. these are some favorite memories with some of our favorite friends like you and every week we would meet up and I would prepare an art lesson and the kids would blow me away with their creations yeah. we painted we sculpted we made gratitude trees and stepping stones we painted rocks we made self portraits you name it we did it I know I just put my fall decorations up and one of the things I pulled up was my paper mache pumpkin that we made with oh, the rice I stuffed it yeah yeah stuff rice, rice and string we tied string around bags of rice I it, guess yeah so we yeah we took uh, like a Walmart bag like a grocery bag we stuffed it with rice yeah. and we put strings around to put the indentations and then we they paper mache it yeah Well, it's painted a beautiful color in my house, and so I bring it out every year with my fall decorations. Jillian, I don't think, is as proud of it (laughs) as she was when she made it, but it's beautiful, I think. And, you know, like with music, you don't have to be terribly artsy to incorporate art and artist study into your homeschool curriculum. I'm not super arty. But this can be a rewarding and enriching experience for your children. It not only fosters creativity, but it also helps them appreciate the rich world of art and the artists behind the masterpieces. Well, that's for sure. And you can just start with the basics. In the early days, you can just start by having an art corner with supplies. I had an area with a basket of paper and tape, scissors and markers, and this was available to my kids all the time. And sometimes they would wake up before me and they would create 800 paper airplanes or drawings of the exact same thing. And sometimes my house was overrun with little pieces of cut paper. (laughs) And I promise it won't always be like this. You need to remember that it is really about the process, not the product. I always love that quote. And later you can start getting into more things like beginning to teach the fundamentals of art, like color theory and perspective and various artist techniques. You can explore different art forms, including drawing and painting and sculpture, printmaking and more. And then you can move on to introducing your children to the history of art by studying different art movements and periods, Renaissance, Impressionism, Cubism. Right. You can learn about the famous artists from different eras and their contributions to the art world. You could choose like a different artist each week to study or every month or semester. I actually still use the old Ambleside artist and composer studies. And so we do a different artist and composer each quarter. And you can just really dive deep into their life works and style. Yeah, and talked about those unit studies we did earlier. Your kids can create a dedicated artist notebook or portfolio for each artist where they can document their findings and create their own artworks inspired by that artist style. Yeah, we did a lot of co-op classes where we used different books that might have you briefly introduce an artist and then do a project in their style. And those are those are a really great way to introduce kids to art. Um, you can also, again, you know, we love our field trips and our museums. Visit art museums 
museums and galleries to see famous artworks in person or take virtual museum tours online. Last year, we did an entire school year of the teen art programming at our local museum, like we talked about in the beginning. And we're lucky. We live in a really big city and our art museum is free. I have totally driven downtown to see one piece of art yeah. like that we're studying. Yeah. And if you have access to that, take advantage of it. It's so mm-hmm. brilliant. Like that's what we're talking about exposure. It's so cool when your kid grows up and they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen that Monet or I've seen the Mona Lisa. Right. You know? And actually, I was just online the other day and we were exploring the Louvre from our home here in Dallas. It was great. I know, remember that was one of the cool things about COVID was when all of the museums and everybody made all these tours and things for people to do while they were quarantined. It's at really home. one of the cool things that came out of COVID. There's a lot of really great things online that you can experience, and it's fantastic for homeschoolers yeah. now. And for years, we did workshops and classes. We did them at the Nasher Sculpture Museum here in Dallas and the Dallas DMA, the Dallas Museum of Art, and other local museums here. There was a couple of small ones in Fort Worth that we did some really cool workshops, and they were free, and they sent us kids home with probably about 80 or or $100 worth of art supplies. Oh, yeah. Chalks and Remember the Nasher? We always would get those, like, really nicely bound books that yeah. were completely free. So check your museums and, and ask if they don't already have programming for kids. Ask if they'll start one. A lot of times they've got the funding. People who work in museums love talking about museums and love talking about art. So ask them if they'll start yeah, a program. Yeah, they love it. Oh, and yeah. when you're in these locations, you can analyze and discuss famous artworks with your kids, exploring their symbolism, their themes, their historical context. I love that. I love it too. And, you know, just allow for a lot of creative freedom to let kids interpret an artist's work in their own unique way. You know, art is very subjective and we're all going to see it a different way. And you can read biographies, watch documentaries about famous artists, discuss their lives, their stories, their struggles, their inspirations. A lot of time that can be interpreted different ways. Right. And you can also use those stories as a way to teach perseverance, dedication, and the importance of following one's passions. Oh, yeah. You just talked a minute ago about art journals. You can have your kids keep an art journal where they can sketch, paint, or collect all their thoughts, their feelings, their observations. Yeah, encourage them to use those journals to experiment with different techniques and record their artistic progress. You can also create different challenges or assignments related to specific artists or art movements, like ask your kids to create a piece of art in the style of Vincent van Gogh or Jackson Pollock. I love me some Pollock. I just posted a picture the other day, a meme with Jillian, and I think that's, isn't she working on the Pollock in your front yard? Oh, that was the Pollock day. Right? Was that the messy one with the... Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, He was a splatter painter. I loved it. Oh, Cameron (laughs) loved, he went crazy. He was completely covered in paint that day. Oh yeah. They had a good time. That's why I liked doing that at your house, not mine. (laughs) Well, my front yard was fine to do that. You can also host art exhibitions within your homeschool group or family and showcase your children's creations and let them be proud of all the hard work that they put into it. Yeah. And also, if you don't want to make a mess at your house, attend local art exhibitions. Or your friend's house. Or your friend's house. (laughs) Uh, Workshops, art classes, different things that will provide hands-on experience and interaction with the local art community. Yeah, for sure. You can also seek out local artists who might be willing to give children private art lessons or studio tours. There's a lot of places here in the Metroplex. 
you can head to your library and check out all kinds of art books, or you can build a library of your own of art books, both for learning about artists and for practical art instruction. You can also use online resources such as art history websites, virtual art galleries, instructional videos. You know, one of my cheapy art hacks is I buy calendars at the end of the year, well, at the beginning of the new year when they're all outdated. And uh, that is a great way to get some really high quality art prints to hang in your house. And I hang them in my kids' bathrooms. You do. (laughs) You can also do cross-disciplinary learning by combining art with other subjects, such as history. You can study the art of specific time periods. You can do literature by illustrating scenes from books or science by creating art inspired by natural patterns. I love science within art. Yeah, it's super cool. You can encourage your children to explore their creativity freely, whether it's through drawing or painting or other art forms, uh, pottery. I had kids that were really into pottery for a while. Uh, Display their artwork in your homeschool space to create a gallery of their creations, or you can even look for contests. Uh, We had friends who uh, entered an art contest at the local library and actually won like a cash prize. They had no idea. They were just wanting to showcase that. Uh, we also have friends who enter things into the state fair. Yeah. And that's so that much library fun. Thing, that made me think that actually our local library had um, a bookmark, oh, art yeah, bookmark yeah. Um, contest every year for the kids. Yeah, there's a lot of different events that do like a t-shirt, kind of, like Future City has kids design the t-shirt every year. You can oh, yeah, enter in that. that. Yeah, there's all kinds of things like that. So if you do have a budding artist that's really interested in showcasing stuff, like look around for some of that stuff. You never know if there's a cash prize or like just something really cool that'll come of it outside of just displaying their art and getting accolades that way. For sure. Incorporating art and artist study into your homeschooling routine not only nurtures your children's creativity, but also helps them develop critical thinking skills, cultural awareness, and a deeper appreciation for the arts. It can be a dynamic and engaging way to enhance their education and broaden their horizons. What a fun way to learn. I love learning like that. I just I think art and music is so important. Yeah, it is. And my kids are better for it, for sure. Oh, mine too. Mine I am too. too. We didn't even talk about paint parties in this episode. No, we didn't. We've done a lot of paint parties, even with my adult friends. I love it. Yeah, well, you'll have to link to um, your uh, shawarma lady. My art Sherpa. Sherpa. She's cinnamon on YouTube, and she's free. She has some great step-by-step paint parties. You don't have to go to those really expensive places. Besides, this way you can have your cocktail here at home, and you can pause. Yeah, and (laughs) then you're already home. You don't have to drive. It's great. So tune in next week for episode 49. This is going to be episode nine in our high school series, and it's going to be all about internships, first jobs, money, and entrepreneurship. I cannot wait. I am all about budgets, budgets, budgets. I know. I just finished a really good budgeting book, and so I'm ready to talk about this. And I'm a business owner. Let's do it. Let's take a deep dive. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com. You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts. And be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT Been There, Done That Homeschool Podcast.